to you all things Iceland. This week is a special episode because it's specifically a ghost story, an Icelandic ghost story, and I am doing it because we have Halloween coming up. And while most people, and maybe where I'm from, at least in the U.S., celebrate Halloween, I think some people might be surprised to know that in Iceland, this has not really been celebrated that much up until recently. Like it's been growing and even people who have haunted houses and really just getting into the Halloween vibe. Plus there's already a day when it's near like Lent and actually I think it's on Ash Wednesday, yeah, uh, where kids dress up and they sing for candy. So it's not exactly the same as Halloween. It's not trick or treat. It's all treat. But I find that because Halloween is growing, I also find myself getting into the spirit of it, seeing how I'm seeing more people take part. So why not just share that on the podcast as well? And the specific story is quite well known in Iceland. It's called The Deacon of Dark River, which on its own just sounds pretty scary. And there are definitely elements to it that are scary, in my opinion. If you're a person like me who does get easily scared, just make sure you have the lights on while you're listening. You know, <laughs> and that's that's my way of dealing with it. And then watch something or listen to something that is upbeat and cheerful before going to bed. That's just my advice. But anyway, I'm going to get into the story. And this takes place specifically in north or central north Iceland in Eyjafjörður. And there's a deacon whose name, according to the story, has long been forgotten. But he was a deacon of Mirkau. And Mirkau means dark river. So that's why he's deacon of dark river. And he was interested in courting this woman named Vudrun who lived in Bayesau. And Bayesau was a place where, you know, in order for him to get there, he had to get on his horseback and ride during all types of conditions. But he was courting her and he felt like he was worth it. And in particular, he wanted to invite Udrun, this person that he was so interested in, to celebrate Christmas festivities with him. So a few weeks before that, and, you know, he thought of this idea. He's like, I'm going to get on my horse, whose name is Foxy, by the way. And it's a gray maned horse. So the deacon gets on his horse and decides to ride. But before that had happened, there had been a lot of snow, which if you're familiar with Iceland, this can happen, especially if you're pretty far north, which they are. And a lot of snow had accumulate, accumulated, as well as the river, one of the rivers, which he needed to cross had frozen over. And in a way that was good because much easier for him to cross. So when he left out on his journey, all was good. And when he got to Gudrun and she was specifically working for another priest in Bayesau. So that's just in terms of a little background about her. And when he got there to visit her, they were excited about the possibility of spending Christmas festivities together. So she accepted the invitation and in essence, he just got back on his horse and rode back. What he was unaware of, though, is that while he had been on his journey, there had been a, a thaw of the snow, a lot of the snow and the ice. So the river was no longer frozen over, at least not enough to support him and his horse, Foxy. 
But on the way back, of course, you're looking for like alternatives and he goes across this bridge. And when he crosses the bridge, all of a sudden this creaking noise, like really loud and scary because it's the bridge breaking and him and the horse fall through and he hits his head severely on a, on a piece of ice. And so it's like, okay, what's going to happen to this guy? But the story just cuts to like the next day, uh, another farmer who had gotten up decided, you know, he got on his horse and went to the edges of his land. And he saw out in the distance a horse right by like the banks of the river. And he's like, that looks like Foxy, which is the deacon's horse of Mirkau. So he rides down there and he sees the horse and then he notices in the water there's a body lying there. And he's like, oh no. And he realizes that it's the deacon who, by the looks of it, when he examined the body, had a horrible blow to the back of the head and died. And so this person's land and everything else was closer to Mirgao than it was to Baezal. So he goes to Mirgao and lets people know what happened to the deacon and they come and collect the body and then they bury him. Due to the thaw, which had caused not only, of course, you know, less ice and whatever else, but like an overflow of water, flooding in essence. And some places it was impassable for you to get by. That meant that no one could ride over in order to go tell people at Bayasau what had happened to the deacon. So Gudrun was totally unaware that her love interest had died, which is super sad. And so all this time, she was just so excited, but at the same time, she was managing her expectations because the weather was not good. It was quite disruptive and, you know, the river and everything because of the overflow of the water was really volatile. And so she was just thinking to herself as she got, as it got close to Christmas Eve, when he was supposed to come pick her up, that maybe it might not happen that I get to spend the festivities with the deacon because of the weather. You know, typical Icelandic reason <laughs> for not being able to go do something. However, the great thing was that on Christmas Eve, the weather calmed down to the point where it was like, oh, no, this is possible. So she was taking the day, gathering all her things. And by the evening time, she was pretty much ready. And at some point, her and another woman in the house, they hear a knock at the door. And this is at nighttime. So the woman that was with her, who also works at this farm with the priest, she goes to the door and opens it, but doesn't see anybody. So she's like, all right, that was kind of strange. So she's closed the door, comes back, tells Gruderun, hey, you know, no one was there. So I don't know what's up, but maybe the deacon will be by soon. Who knows? But Gruderun is like, no, no, no. I think it's a game, like a game for me. And so I'm going to go out there and just see if this is kind of like a playful game. The deacon is playing with me, which I don't know why. <laughs> and, that idea necessarily, but in her haste to want to go out and see him, she only put one arm in the sleeve of her jacket. So the other sleeve didn't have an arm in it. It was just over her shoulder, kind of like a cloak in that way. And so she goes out there and she sees a figure standing by a horse that is Foxy. And so she's like, of course, it's the deacon. Hello. And she goes directly to this figure and the way that the embrace happens is pretty much like 
the figure just embraces her to the point of being able to pick her up and put her on the horse and then mounts the horse in front of her. So she's on the back riding because obviously, you know, he has to steer the horse and everything. And she doesn't see the face of this individual. She is, you know, not even talking to him. Like they're silent for some reason. Maybe this is one of those things where there was just some tension between them. And like in a, in a good way type of tension. And she was just super excited and, and maybe thought he's not like in the mood to talk. So just enjoy the ride to his place. And so he had a hat on and a cloak. And the moon, though, was supposed to be out that night, but it was covered by clouds. And by the time they get to Hurgau, the river they need to cross, which has tall and like a narrow uh, walls of ice, the horse needs to leap over in order to kind of like pass this. And at the time when the horse decides to leap, the clouds part and the moon is shining down and the hat of the individual on the horse that, you know, is sitting in front of her driving the horse or riding the horse, the hat flips up in the back and she can see that it's white skull. And of course, she is majorly shocked by this because that's not how people's, the backs of how people's heads look. So yeah, she's concerned at this point. But what's even more kind of creepy is that the figure notices that she sees the back of its head and it says to her, moon glides, death rides. Can't you see a white spot on my head? Garun, Garun, which is creepy (laughs) and kind of like, okay. And of course, this continues for her being shocking. She doesn't answer to this because she is, you know, not knowing what to do. And for people who might not be aware or familiar with Icelandic folklore, it's interesting that ghosts or like the undead and stuff, if they're able to speak, they can't say the word Gvuð, which is God. And that's part of the name Gvuðrun or Gvuðmundur, which are popular names in Iceland. And so you end up hearing this undead <laughs> deacon basically say her name Garun instead of Gvuðrun. Just as a note for you to, you know, keep in mind. So if you're ever in Iceland and you hear someone say like that, be weary of them. <laughs> Maybe they're a ghost or the undead. But anyway, so they keep going on. And I mean, there's not much she can necessarily do at this point. She's still on the horse, I guess, besides maybe try to make herself fall off. But that isn't what she does. And apparently they just keep riding on until they get to Mirgao, which is where the deacon is supposed to live. And when they get there, they both dismount the horse. And the figure, the undead deacon, turns to her and says, Wait for me here. Garun, Garun, while I take Foxe, Foxe across the yard, yard. And I think another thing too is that the repeating of words has to do with the undead and ghosts or something like that as well. So just enough something else to note. And so he did take the horse away. And Gudrun's first instinct is she sees that there is a bell rope at the front gate for Mirkau, and she was going to go and pull that. But as soon as she goes to do it, she feels something from behind her pulling on her. And specifically, it's tugging on her coat like a crazy force. 
But if you remember, she only had one arm in the sleeve of the coat and the other one was just on her shoulder, the other part. So it, in, in essence, pulled the part that didn't have the arm in it and the one that did, it was inside the sleeve, the seam around that just ripped. And when she looked back to see what was going on, what was like tugging on her, she saw the skeleton of the deacon trying to pull her into an open grave that was there. Yeah, it's pretty scary. And because her coat ripped, thankfully, the skeleton tumbled backwards into the grave with that ripped piece of her coat. And then the earth just covered up, like swallowed up the skeleton. And she just like rang the bell a ridiculous amount until people finally came out. Mirkau. Uh, and it was confirmed to her when she was able to get her wits about her to actually say something because she was in such shock that, yes, the deacon had died and was buried. And then she recounted her experience of this undead deacon coming to get her and brought her to this place. So the people took her in and they were like, OK, it's Christmas Eve, people, by the way. So they're like, you just need to rest. And so she does try to rest. But the deacon comes to the farmhouse and is just haunting her like crazy and to the point where everybody it's so violent that everybody in the house cannot rest and they're just like okay this is ridiculous and we need to maybe like be on guard for her until we can get her back to Baisao where she lives and so for two weeks people stood guard and tried to like, you know, allow her to get some rest or in between when her undead love interest would come and haunt her in essence. So I feel so bad for her just because she had been so excited and whatever else. And now she's being haunted by this individual and she didn't do anything wrong, of course. So it ends up being that they have to call in a sorcerer from another fjord to come and help with this problem. And the sorcerer comes up with the idea of getting this huge boulder, rolling it down the hill in front of the house, this one area. And then the idea would be to kind of like lure this undead figure. And so at some point, the deacon of Mirkau comes out of his grave to haunt Gruderun again. And the sorcerer is able to back it into a corner and then like strike it down and roll a that boulder that was rolled on the hill over the deacon. And this actually ends up being the final resting place of the deacon, where it, it no longer, you know, comes up from the dead to haunt anybody. Gruderun is able to go home and finally, and she doesn't she's not heard of again in regards to any hauntings or anything else story wise. So thankfully that was over. But yeah, it was uh quite intense for her experience wise and this story in general you know I don't know how much sense there is to it in terms of like why she was haunted but maybe it was just that he was so obsessed with her or so interested in her that you know, in death he couldn't didn't or didn't want to let her go so that's the story of the deacon of dark river <laughs> and my random fact of the episode actually is about a book which is called The Trolls in the Knolls. And it's 35 Icelandic folk and fairy tales that people can read. And that's actually, so I've, I've read this story before. I bought this book online, 
But that story, Deacon of Dark River, is in this book, as well as many stories about trolls, about elves, about different folklore and interesting things that you can learn about Iceland. Sometimes they give you insight into the culture, sometimes just kind of bizarre, <laughs> but still fascinating all the same. And I'll have a link to it in the show notes, of course, if anybody wants to check that out. The Icelandic word for the episode or, or phrase, I should say, is how Icelanders say Happy Halloween, which is Gleðelega Hrekjavöku. Gleðelega Hrekjavöku. And that is in essence the translation. The words Gleðelega or the word Gleðelega means like happy. And then Hrekja means like play a trick tease and vaka so it's if you say halloween on its own in icelandic it's vaka. but uh, when you say it happy halloween it changes so vaka is like waking up so it's like happy waking up of the tricks or the teasing or something really interesting just when you like break them down and talk about what these words might mean or how it's being translated in this language to be appropriate because we're Halloween you trick or treat. So yeah, I, I thought that was kind of fun to share and give, give it a try for sure. I mean, it's a interesting couple of words, an interesting phrase to say. I hope you enjoyed this Halloween episode that was Icelandic style. As always, Vakatier Kailegar Firith Af Klusta Og Gledelegan Hrekkjavöku Hrekkjavöku